This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome into a new episode of the Storm Center Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Everhart. Going to be an exciting week this week. Got some conference stuff coming up. MIAA tournament for basketball is going on. MIAA meet is going on for track. Uh, men's team, men's hockey team is still working in the Harris Cup. Just a really good week. We're going to get into it. Got the weekly rundown, then Ben Wanger and I are going to talk on basketball. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Hit it. Storm Center. Women's ice hockey beat Finlandia 7-2 on Tuesday. They then went on the road to Lawrence and won 9-2 on Friday and won 6-1 on Saturday. Women's basketball beat St. Mary's 95-44 on Wednesday. They then traveled to Adrian on Saturday and beat them 70-34. Congratulations to the team as they share the MIAA regular season championship of hope. They're going to face off against Kalamazoo on Wednesday in the first round of the MIAA tournament. Women's wrestling was in the regional qualifier over the weekend. Women's track and field finished fifth at the Hillsdale tune-up on Saturday. They will be at the in the MIAA Indoor Championships on Saturday. Uh, acrobatics and tumbling will host Adrian on Wednesday. Women's lacrosse will start their season at Mount St. Joseph on Saturday. Men's volleyball lost 3-0 to Indiana Tech on Tuesday. They will be in the Wittenberg Triangular on Sunday as they will play Marion, Wisconsin, and Wittenberg. Men's basketball traveled to Kalamazoo on Wednesday and beat the Hornets 94-56. Congrats to friend of the pod, Big Shot Bryce Williams, on tying the school record with 11 threes. And they will be, they then traveled to Adrian on Saturday and beat them 82-65. They're going to square off against that same Adrian squad tonight or Tuesday night in the first round of the MIAA tournament. Men's ice hockey hosted their first Harris Cup playoff games over the weekend and beat Lawrence 4-1 on Friday and then 3-2 in overtime on Saturday. Men's track and field finished third at the Hillsdale tune-up on Saturday. They will be in the MIAA indoor championships on Saturday. Men's wrestling will be in the NCAA Midwest Regional for Friday and Saturday. And finally, baseball will start their, will start their season on Saturday and Sunday in a four-game series at Ashbury. All right, here to talk some basketball. Ben Wangard, very exciting week coming up. we got the MIAA tournament for both men's and women's coming up. Got a lot of games we're going to be hosting. But let's go ahead and talk about last week. We're going to start with the women's. Wednesday, they played St. Mary's. Uh, St. Mary's had no one score double figures. While Trine had, let me count it, one, two, three, four in double figures. Alyssa Argyle leading with 13. Tara Benevich, KT, each having 12. And then Sydney Wagner with 10. Uh, just overall domination. Yeah, now this was a pretty uh, boring game to call, Drew. Not going to lie. Yeah, not, not going <laughs> to lie to you. This game was, I mean, it wasn't hard to call. It was just a little bit boring. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this game from start to finish was all Trine. I mean, from the get-go, it was a complete... Whooping. I mean, Trine was already up twenty-one to five at the end of the first quarter, and then after that, it was basically like, "Well, the game's already over." Like, yeah. now we're just here to watch another three quarters of this borderline illegal. Uh, I don't know. Does this does broadcasting this game make us like an accessory to murder? I feel like uh, it does because I, I don't have a law degree, but 
We can ask someone. Because I'm just I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for the news article, you know, to come out. <laughs> February sixteenth. Warrant for everyone's arrest. <laughs> February yeah, February sixteenth. Entire Trine University women's basketball team arrested for uh I don't know, fifteen homicides <laughs> plus uh St. Mary's reputation. So that's like defamation or something like that. Yeah, so. they held St. Mary's. I'm surprised St. Mary's got off 57 shots, honestly. That's like... 17 of 57, which is 29% from the field. 2 of 22 from 3, which is a solid 9.1%. Hey, you know, at least they made it satisfying. You know, it's 2, 2, 2. That's all right. Yeah, and, and today is they recording at February 22nd, 2022. Yeah, how about that? We're, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But. Man, now that that was just uh, I'm not even sure how to diagnose that. All I know is it was just. See, here's like, my thing, right? And I've been saying this for a while now. <laughs> doing like color for a women's game, it's so repetitive to the point where I don't even know how to analyze any further. Like this, they're just yeah, that good, exactly. And really, the only thing you can do. It's just analyze what happens play to play. But even then, it's, it's just like the same thing. It's the same thing. Like yeah. KT's going to overpower everyone. Tara's going <laughs> to shoot lights out. Rachel Stewart's going to get 18 offensive rebounds, 300 yeah. steals. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally. I mean, it was just like, I mean, I think we were, I, I was expecting this, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, St. Mary's was overmatched from the get go. Um, every time they've played a team that's even half as good as Trying or Hope, they've lost. And then, yeah. you know, when they play Trying or Hope, they're getting blown out. I mean, I think it's just now it should be more about instead of like talking about like, oh, you think we're going to win? It should be like, how much do you think we're going to win by? I'm I'm fair. I'm all right with that. I mean, I guess we'll have to we'll have to shelf that idea for next season because yeah. now it's conference tournament time. So like things are going to be yeah, a little bit we closer. Can't, we can't spoil anything now. Yeah, exactly. Like, we can't we, be jinxed anything. It's yeah. it's time for uh, time for us to get a ring. This women's team deserves a ring. Oh, absolutely. And um, another thing. I think this is one of <laughs> What? How many games was it where the entire bench gets in? It's like five um, now. Let's see, because it was. Uh, it happened. Yeah, the St. Mary's game. Uh, the last Kalamazoo game at Kalamazoo. I'm assuming the first one too. I haven't checked the box score. Probably the Olivet game. So that's one, two, three, four. Did that happen against Adrian? Adrian would be five when they played at Adrian. Uh, let me see. Six. Yeah. Based entirely on the score. Uh, seven. Um, I don't think the entire bench played against Kenyon. They might have, though. I, but if so, that's eight games. Okay. Where the entire dress, everyone that dressed played. The bench killed it. I mean, everyone except for one, two, three, four people scored. Uh, Kyle Williams had her night cut short with, some kind of injury we're yeah. not sure we hope that she's doing okay she was able to walk off the court uh and she walked over the trainer she was talking to them so uh hopefully she's all right um didn't look too serious but you never know what these things you can never be too sure yeah so um hopefully uh, she's okay but yeah i mean it was an exciting game brooke brower went off just yeah she had a she had a buzzer beater in there yeah, yeah. we were Trying to keep track. We're hoping that each quarter is going to be a buzzer beer because there wasn't the first quarter and there was for the end of the first yeah, half. Yeah, the end of the first half. And then it just had happen. a chance in yeah, the third quarter. Had a chance. had a chance for the third quarter. And then I, I don't think we ever were going to get the chance for a four, four buzzer beaters because you know by the fourth quarter, they're not going to take yeah, the last shot. That's just, that's just unsportsmanlike. Yeah. Um, 
But, yeah, Brooke Brower, she did incredible. Nine points, four of nine from the field, one of three from three. I don't know why people keep leaving her open top of the key because she's going to pull just, it. Yeah, she, there was all three of those. Well, actually, I think the one she had was from the corner. But then she had two from the top of the key. I mean, there was, like, no one in her area code. No. Like, she yeah, was it's always like wide that. open. And I don't know if it was just, like, the like the little pick and pop thing they were doing or what, but I mean, she was just... I was, maybe she didn't show up on the stat sheet. I mean, at this point, I feel like she had would have enough minutes to show up on the stat sheet, seeing as she's played in at least eight games this season. Yeah, she's played... Definitely more. And she's been getting significant minutes, too. It's not just when there's a blowout. Like, yeah, she's getting yeah. in there after, like, say... KT or Underhill's in a little bit of foul trouble. You don't really want to risk too much. You throw in Brower, and then she works mm-hmm. fine with the mm-hmm. offense. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's not going to get as many open looks next year uh, because now teams have seen it from her. Um, I mean, she she shot really well. I thought she did a great job. Yeah. I mean, really just everyone on the bench that came off the bench did a great job. Mm-hmm. From top to bottom, there wasn't really one, like, one person that I would look at and be like, oh, like, maybe could have done a little bit better here. I think they all Played great. Um, Speaking of shooting well, Natalie oh Koontz. Oh, my goodness. Natalie Koontz, 100%. She did only take two shots, but she that's, also only played. Right. She's, she, she's, like, halfway injured at this point. Yeah. She went two of two from three. It was her last regular season home game. Just, yeah. She was 100%. She went. She had six points in six minutes, two for two from three. Um, Got an assist in there as well. Yeah, she did. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, this was, what, her second game? Was this her first game back or her second game back? Second game back because she did yeah. uh, senior day. Mm-hmm. So second game back uh, since the off season, basically, and uh, I mean two for two. You can't. It's, yeah, sure, it's not a ton of shots, but I mean you're never going to argue with 100 percent from no. the field. So, and she got she got to start too. She was a starter for that game, right. so that was really exciting. I know the girls, the the whole team was super excited when they like called her name out over the PA. They were mm-hmm. all super excited for her. Um, I was excited for her, so. Glad she's back and uh, able to play in this last, in her very last conference championship or conference tournament, excuse yeah. me. Hopefully, conference championship. Hopefully. Yeah, we, Drew and I got to watch what we say here because we're not going to be the one held responsible. I am not <laughs> doing that. I've done that enough on my own podcast with jinxing. I'm not doing it exactly. here. Exactly. This is jinx free zone. So let's move on to the Adrian game on Saturday, getting the win 70 to 34. Uh, I talked about this with you before we hit record, but I was watching it with my roommate, mm-hmm. and we were up like 24 right before halftime, like 20, like two minutes left, something like that. And I said, "I was like, well, we're, seems we're gonna hit our goal," in which, like, a running joke is that if you're up by, th- this team is always up by 30 mm-hmm. at halftime. Right. And it got to be about minute 20 left. They hadn't scored yet, and he's like, "Well, it doesn't seem that's gonna happen." Like three straight threes right in a row to end it. We're up by like 32 at halftime. I said, hey, what I tell you? Just great game overall. Kayla Wildman had 10. Tara had 12. And again, just a lot. Just the whole bench got in. Again, yep. And no one from Adrian did well. The broadcasters were saying that, like, Chelsea Palmer wasn't in the first game, and she was a big factor as to why Adrian lost by 30 in the first time. She which, had six points. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because one person doesn't will never account for 30 points. Here's the thing, Adrian. We understand that you don't like losing to us because we don't like losing to you, but you got to understand something. This season, we're just better. <laughs> like, I don't even – I'm not even sorry for saying that because I just – dislike Adrian. It's just kind of like the tradition here at Trine. We don't like Adrian. But um, 
I mean, if that's your excuse, buddy, if if that's what you want to say, Chelsea Palmer didn't play the first time. All right, cool. But she did play the second time, and she had six points. Did have seven rebounds, though. So she had a, a pretty nice stat line for uh, all things considered. She went. She had seven rebounds, six defensive, one offensive. She had an assist and a block. Three turnovers, though. Three turnovers. It's I mean, rough. that's not not the greatest. But then you also, I mean. I'm looking at how many points did they score overall? 34 points. 34 points. Uh, 27% from the field, 3 of 21 from 3 for a solid 14%, and 30% from the free throw line. That you need to get up to. Yeah. I if you want to trim down the scoring margin. I mean, here's my here's my word of advice um, for teams playing us. If you want to beat this women's team, uh, my advice to you is don't try to outshoot them. Don't try to like oh, if you yeah. want to get if you want to get into a three point shooting contest with this team, be You'll my lose. guest, but you will lose. I mean, here we go. So how many? So Adrian took twenty one three pointers. We took thirty one. Difference is though, we went forty one percent from the field. Yeah. I mean, we had Brooke Brower again. She had one. Um, Kaylee Argyle, Katie Sloniker had two. Two for two. two. For two. Tiana Ma had one. Kaylee Argyle had one. Tara Benovich, of course, as always, four for nine. Kayla Wadman, two for six. I mean. Top to bottom, the only one who didn't shoot a three is Kelsey Taylor. Well, and I'm telling you, Kelsey, if you're listening, you got we got to get at least one more three pointer out of you before the season's done. I want to see it. I want to see the KT three pointer. Everyone's been waiting on it. I think secretly you're a dead eye and you're just waiting to like break it out at like the most clutch moment. She's gonna go like six for seven from three point range in the conference tournament, in the conference championship, six for ten from three. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. <laughs> This whole time, she's just secretly Steph Curry. She's been holding out on us. Because, I mean, this team's got so many great shooters. Why, you know, you don't need one more. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, that was that was a nice way to end the season. At Adrian, you know. It's always good to be Adrian. It's even better when you get to be Adrian at Adrian mm-hmm. and get to shut up the 75 fans that were in attendance. Um, but, uh, I mean, I'm looking at the box score here. The, uh, the uh, by-quarter... We had 34 points in the second quarter, Drew. 34 points. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that was the other thing. We were up by, like, we were up by a lot at halftime, and then I told my roommate, because he started watching, like, in the second quarter. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, by the way, we were only up five in the first quarter. Yeah, it was 12-7 to 7 at the end of the first, and then, yeah, we, we could have, we tied Adrian's total game score in 10 minutes of game time. Yeah. And then they... They hung with us the rest of the game, but at yeah. that point it was just so far gone. Yeah, I mean, had had that second quarter not happened the way it happened, I mean, Adrian might have had a genuine shot. But I feel like you go down by that much in one quarter, not only is it like a big like margin to overcome, but that's so like just demoralizing. Like at that point, you're like, what are we even playing yeah. for? Like we're down by so much. Like, but I mean, Adrian, they stuck with him the rest of the way. So I mean, there was a lot of fight left in that team. So uh, there's a point where you're like. All right, we got to stop digging ourselves in too big of a hole, but at that point, you're just like, okay. We are in too big of a hole. There's just, there's no way out of it now. I mean, I just feel bad for all the schools in the MIAA that are not trying to help because I feel like, I feel like we see stat sheets that look a lot like this from both teams all the time. Like every week, there's at least one game that it's a 35, 40 plus point blowout. Like, I mean, that's crazy. But I mean, so 70 34, final score, some slight. And you know, you know what's awesome about this women's team? I haven't gotten a chance to talk about this, but this is something that like I really like about this team. The these girls, 
and the coaching staff, they all know that they're great at what they do. Obviously, like how you would be ignorant to think that you're not good at yeah. basketball. They all know that they're good, but they're not cocky at all. No. I mean, they, they expect a lot from themselves. Like, uh, you know, even if they're up 40 points, if they see that they're losing like the rebounding game, they are like, oh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're they actually get upset. Mad. Yeah. And I mean, at some point you're like, man, it's only the coaches are mad. It's like, no, like they're like, you can tell that they're like mm. in a bad mood playing because yeah. they're like, how are we losing in a certain category? I mean, that's just like, I don't know how else to describe it. That's Mamba mentality. I don't know how else to describe it. That is like Kobe Bryant, like Pete Kobe Bryant, like mentality. Like they don't just want to be the best at like the end of the, like they don't want to just be the best on like the scoreboard. Like, oh, we scored more points. They want to be the best in every single category. They want to out rebound, out shoot, have more assists, have more steals, everything. I mean, and that's just something that's so cool about this team, the mentality that yeah. they bring. And all of them, and this, again, this goes for both teams. It's like they all said their number too selfish at all. Mm-hmm. Everything is about the team. Like, even Nick Bowen, who honestly has every single right to be as cocky as ever yeah. after last year and all that he's done. And he's like, no, I mean, it's still team effort. I Like, I love my guys. Aiden is huge for his team. Bryce is huge. Mm-hmm. And even when it's like, even some things where it's like, it seems like it's only them doing something. Like, Bryce hitting a ton of threes. Like, well, you know, Aiden yeah. found me wide open all the right yeah. spots. And it's just like, at some point, you're... I don't know how you can keep crediting the team so much. Mm. That's how much they love each other. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was Bryce that said that um, Nick won. Obviously, he won MVP last year for the MIAA, and Nick was the one who said this is not an individual award. This is a, like the team won yeah, this it's award. A team award. And um, I mean, that's just something so special, like the culture here, like. And I could see like some people like you look at like the scores from all of Trent's games and like by how much they're winning. Like, for example, the Kenyon game, they won 93 to 33. Yeah. So a 60-point blowout, I could see, like, some people, like, oh, like, maybe considering, like, that, like, unsportsmanlike, like, why did you keep scoring? But the thing is, this women's team doesn't see it as they're rubbing it. Like, they're not rubbing it in. Like, that's not that's not their intention. They're not trying to be... They're running new plays at that yeah, point. Yeah, they're not trying to be unsportsmanlike. They're just trying to be... Like, every game, they're trying to be the best they can be. Like, they're yeah. not competing with the other team. They're competing with their, like with themselves. They want to be... Maybe their their goal is to have their best field goal percentage of like the whole season, and they just keep trying to improve. It's just uh, it's just a shame because like you know, to like maybe other schools, maybe Adrian C is trying his unsportsmanlike because we just blew him out by almost forty points. But I mean, Even I kind of just think it's like you just gotta if you want to beat Trine and you don't want Trine to run up the score on you, you. You got to play better. That's the only thing you can and do. Also, if you were actually watching the game, you know it's not true. Mm-hmm. Just because even watching them, you're like, oh, it's like the fourth quarter was almost entirely the bench in there. Yeah. And they're still running the score up. Yeah. Which is absolutely incredible. I mean, the bench is just so – the bench, if we had just our bench players with like – if we, like if the starters were one team in the MIAA and the bench was the second team – I think the bench would be ranked third. In I've the been conference. saying that this whole yeah. this whole year. If like when we started out, if the women's team is third in the rankings, our bench is number four. Yeah, literally. Like if you're basing it off a starting lineup, our bench is number four. Literally. So like in the MIAA, it would be try number one, hope number two, try and bench number three. Yeah. Literally. I mean that's just that's crazy. And I mean I just this women's team is just so great to watch. Like witnessing history. Witnessing a lot of history, not just with basketball, just with sports in general yeah. here on campus. I mean, wow. So shout out the women's team. They get – who are they hosting? 
Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo, they're hosting that Kalamazoo will be in the first Wednesday round. Wednesday night. I believe Andy and I will be on the call for that one. They get Kalamazoo, a team that um they've been giving whoopings to over the past couple games. Yeah, Kalamazoo, uh I mean we can't we can't just go in here and guarantee a win because that's not how no. college basketball works. There's always a chance. Um but, but I mean we know how much this team's gonna be prepared. Rob Hoffman oh, has yeah. not been sleeping for two weeks. Just thinking Rob about Hoffman Kalamazoo. has been slamming monsters and staying up all night writing up the the scouting report for this Kalamazoo game. Um, that's that's another thing. I love how this team prepares for games because, like, some teams, like other teams across the country might see, like, oh, we've beaten Kalamazoo or we've beaten this team by 40 points, 50 points. Like, we don't have to prepare as much. Right. But, no, you know this – Trying is preparing for this Kalamazoo game like it's the national championship. Yeah. Like, this is the game to win it all, even yeah. though it's the first round of the tournament. They'll even, like, most people, they'll go, like, they'll know the tendencies on starters and probably one or two people off the bench. Mm-hmm. I swear, they know the tendencies of everyone on the team. If they've worn a jersey at any point, they could be on the JV team yeah. at this moment, and they will still know, like, what their tendencies are. We got... uh Rob Hoffman, uh, one of the assistant coaches for the Wims team, showed. Uh, was it? He showed. Andy. Oh, it was when we had the three, the yeah. three man booth. Uh, he had the scouting report and he gave it to Andy and Drew, and they showed it to me. And it's like they had plays in there that like were ran like once they had, like, the entire six pages season. of yeah. plays. Like there was like like maybe they had a set play that they ran underneath the basket one time in the first week of the season. It yeah. was on there, and it's not even like. When I say six pages of plays, it's not like there's one play per page. It's like nine plays in a page. Yeah, yeah, like a little, like, grid. I mean, it was just – Rob Hoffman does his homework. He does more homework than a lot of the students here on campus. (laughs) That's true. That's not a knock against the students here because this is an engineering school. That's just Rob Hoffman being Rob Hoffman and doing – I mean, at what – do you think he just – ever gets tired of making scouting reports? Like, do you ever think there's a time in his day where he's like, oh, no, man, I just want to stop? It's love of the game, dude. Because I mean, like, John and I always had a running joke. I swear he never sleeps. I don't think he does. I don't think he does. I think he is literally up. I think he, like, maybe slept, like, it's during the offseason. He gets, I like, don't even know about that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, like, the, the little bit of gap between where you figure out the schedule, mm-hmm. that's when he sleeps. But, like, as soon as, like... I don't even know when the schedule comes out. Let's say like yeah. early August schedule comes out. Boom. He's just he's from back then on until the end of the year. So basically from August until uh, March or April, Rob Hoffman does not go to bed. He, I don't even think he has a bed in his home. I think he just like, he sleeps on the couch cause he sleeps so rarely that he just doesn't even have a bed. He's like, why would I buy a bed? It's, I'm not going to use not, it. It's like, it's not within my best investment to have yeah, this literally. bed. Yeah. Literally. Like, I'm not sure what it'd be used more as like a, you know, where you throw your shirts on your bed. Yeah, basically. I don't know what kind of five hour energy that Rob Hoffman is consuming. 55. Like, hour yeah, energy. literally five year energy. <laughs> but, I mean, that um, dude is just, that dude is crazy. Yeah. So we wanted to do some predictions. Yeah. For yeah. MIW tournament. Again, we're not going to jinx anything. Let's not say that. We're just going to go using our best analysis. We've seen all these teams. Yeah. Who we think will... Let's do first round. First round? Okay. Because, again, I don't want to jinx a single thing. Right, right, right. So I just don't even want to touch that first round game for the for trying. I don't want to touch it. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, I know what I'm hoping for. 
You honestly, but, if you're listening, you honestly know what we think. Yeah, I mean, Just, yeah. we'll leave it there. You know what we're thinking. It's the Trine Storm Center. Yeah, and we're number one in the conference, so I mean, you know exactly what we think is going to happen here. But okay, so that February 23rd at Albion, mm-hmm. uh, Alma is traveling up to Albion to play uh, the four and five seeds. Um, that actually, I think, will be a really good game. To be uh, honest, yeah, I yeah, think that will be a really five. good game. Uh, look out for Lolo Reed to have like 20 points. Oh, I think she's going to go off. I think she'll have a huge game. Um, I think Albion wins that one. I do too. And when I saw Albion was the four seed, I was like, wow, really? Because honestly, whenever we were talking throughout the regular season, like who are the biggest threats to try? And it's obviously Hope number one, Albion two, and then the rest were just kind of lumped up. It was like then the field. Yeah. But Albion at number four, that's going to make – Trines road just that much tougher. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously a team that Trines already beat before, but like Lola Reed, the first time she had like first time around, she played out of her mind. She had got MIAA player of the week off of it. She had like yeah. 20 points. I think she had a double double. She had a great game. I mean, I think this game has a chance to be the best game of the of the first round. I mean, obviously we'll have to take a look at that Calvin Adrian game, but I think this Albion Alma game has the potential to be like super close, come down to like the last possession type thing. Um cuz you know, even though I was ranked 5th, I mean, they're not bad at all. Um hold on, let me, where is my I lost my rankings. Here we go. Well, so. like we said, it's always like the 4 or 5. It's always like the 8 9 in the mm-hmm. national tournament. It's mm-hmm. always the better one of the better games of the year. Cuz those teams are always going to be the closest. It's yeah. not like we're the number 1 seeds playing the worst seed. Yeah, know? and it's always like they're always from, like, a Power 5 conference, too, so mm-hmm. it's always, like, Oregon versus Texas or something like that. Oh, yeah, and I think that's the same case here. Alma's in an 8-8 eight eight the conference. Albion's at 11-5. and five. Um, Albion overall has is 18-7 and seven in the uh, in the standings. What's a shame is that we won't get to see Albion and Calvin play in the first round. That would have been a, a great game. Um, you know, we get to see all these teams play. I'm excited. Obviously, Olivet did not make... The tournament. I kind of like this. It's weird because I like the tournament uh, format where everyone makes it, but then obviously with the one, with the odd number of teams for the women, it's kind of strange that only one team doesn't make the tournament. Yeah, you know, and I was talking about this with some people where they were saying, because I think usually like the top four is the conference mm-hmm. tournament, but I think mm-hmm. the past couple of years they've changed it to eight. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Because a normal conference tournament is every team. Yeah, because you still have a shot to get into the national tournament. Yeah, I mean, I personally would like to see it like maybe the number one gets a bye week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, gets, like gets a, a bye first game. Round, yeah, 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 gets yeah, a first 100%. round bye, and then you have the two play the two play the nine, and mm-hmm. I think I would like to see that just so we get all all the teams in because like you know I'm say because like that's the whole point of tournaments like this. It's like this with sectionals in high school basketball, mm-hmm. conference tournaments, and college basketball. Your record's zero and zero now, bud. Like yeah, you can yeah. make it as far as you can if you want to, and if you're able to, mm. you can. And like the the only reason I say that I would like to see this change is just because like I mean, one, like it's a conference tournament, so everyone in the conference should get in. Yeah. But two, it's just like um I don't want to say it's like unfair. I don't know if that's the right word here, but like in the men's side, everyone makes it because there's only eight teams. Right. And like so on the women's te- side, there's nine teams because St. Mary's is a women-only school. Yeah. So I just think, like, yes, Olivet was 0-16, and 
Uh, no offense to Olivet and like their team or anything like that. I mean, no disrespect, but chances are they're probably going to lose in the first round anyways. Right. Because uh, they would have to play either Hope or Trine, and we know how, we know how that would go down. But regardless, it's still like it's not really on them that they don't get to make the tournament because yeah, even like say Olivet's men team goes to own sixteen, they would still make the tournament. Mm-hmm. It's just disappointing for me, mm-hmm. just because we've seen so many conferences work it out like the. Have you ever look at the Big Ten bracket for their tournament? It's, it's so ridiculous. You get, yeah. like, double buys yeah. and everything. They figure it out. And, like, it wouldn't even be that complicated with the MIAA. It would no, be you one, just give one the buy. one seed yeah. a buy. Mm-hmm. Or if you really wanted to, you could do, like, a two seed and then, like, figure out, like, oh, first first seed gets two buy week or two buy games yeah. or something like that. Like, um, But, yeah, that's just something that I would like to, uh, like to see change just because in every other sport, I feel like it's the case in every other sport in the MIAA, where mm-hmm. if there's a conference tournament, everyone team every team makes it. Yeah. And I think, I may be wrong, but I think women's basketball is the only one where not every team makes a tournament. I know on the men's side, for sure, if there's a tournament, every team makes it, because yeah, that's yeah, an yeah. even, even yeah, eight. Yeah, because there's eight teams. Yeah. So, or, or, hear me out, we pick up another school on the women's side. So then the one and two would get a bye. And then we have 10 teams in the women's MIAA. Okay. Well, we would have had 10 teams if Finlandia didn't leave. Right. But also, kind of glad they did because I don't want to go all the way up there. That's a drive. Yeah, that's a long drive. And you that's... know, we don't be flying out of Angola. We don't even have airport. We do have airport here, actually. <laughs> but that runway is about the size of a highway, so <laughs> not. For those of you who don't know, Finlandia is in, like, the ear of the UP. It's yeah. ridiculous. When you go on Google Maps and look at it, it literally looks like it's in the middle of a lake. At this point, it might as well be in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> it's up there. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, this is something, uh, something I'd like to see change. I think we could uh, – I think the MIAA has a chance here to do something pretty cool at the tournament. Yeah. And, like, the tournament format. Um, because, like, you know. I also feel bad that, like, if this ter- if this format stays the same, then – there's a chance that, like, a team like Oliveira Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo might not make the tournament and be the only team that doesn't make the tournament for, like, well, if last year was the same as this year, then they wouldn't have made it last year either. They made it last year because everybody got in, right? I don't remember. When did St. Mary's come into the MIAA? It's been a few years, I think. Okay. They I were, don't remember them playing us at all in basketball. They, they might not have played basketball at all because of okay. COVID. Cause oh, I don't that's remember, true, yeah. Because I don't remember them playing it. either. Um, so, because I don't remember them at all from last year. That's what I'm saying. Or maybe, maybe, oh, was it, no, Hope played last year, didn't they? Yeah, Hope played last year. So, maybe it was one of the other, like, Michigan, because I know COVID was, like, the COVID policies were, like, a little bit tighter up in Michigan um, than they were here in Indiana, which kind of served trying to purposes, because, you know, obviously we're here in Indiana, so. Right. Um, uh, yeah, me, I don't, let me check I don't remember why year. that was, because I remember there weren't, no one got a buy last year. No. But there's nine teams. So I'm not. Someone must have not. St. Mary's did not play. Last I was gonna say it had to have been St. Mary's that didn't play. Yeah, because they're not on our schedule at all, and there's not even like a postponement or cancellation or anything. Yeah. Okay. So St. Mary's. So that that explains it. So. Yeah. So if like the if the format was the same, all of it, this would be the second year not making a conference champion or conference right. tournament, and like sometimes that'll happen. Sometimes the program's just down, but like this could. It could be like a slippery slope where, like, now we just never have Olivet in the tournament championship. And it affects kind of recruiting at some point Mm -hmm. where it's like, man, I would love to play in a tournament, but if you guys are not going to be that great, then why would I come here? 
And like, you know, obviously I don't want like still think, you know, I just obviously I don't want a team to get like so good that they would be trying. Like duh, like of course, you know, I'm a play favorites here, but maybe like I think it would just help with like parody in like the, yeah. on the women's side. Like you would it would be a lot closer. I mean, it's already pretty close as it is. Um yeah, all of that. Won't be seeing them in the tournament this year. Hopefully we'll get a chance to see them next year. I think that's a pretty young team. Yeah. A lot of youngsters on the team. Um, and obviously I think they're going to be hungry after this season. Like, no one wants to go on 16 in the conference twice in a row. So I think they'll be back. Um, hopefully they'll make the tournament next year. Yeah, we'll get yeah. a little bit of a mix-up. Um, what if we did six teams in the tournament? Because then then, so it, then there's, like, two, some, then there's some stakes. Yeah, there'd be stakes. I, I just still like the whole everyone gets Yeah, it. I like I like everyone getting in, too, uh, for sure. It's like, what can we do here? Oh, this is this is an idea I had. This is, like, kind of unrelated to basketball. But I was thinking, what if we do, like, an MIAA Cup, right? Okay. So every sport, if you – if your team – like, so if there's a tournament, each place in the tournament gets, like, an X amount of points. So, like, maybe first place gets, like, 15, and then second place gets, like, 12 – Third place gets 10, whatever, okay. down to, like, So eight, you would right? still have, like, third place games and mm-hmm. all that. And okay. then, so, like, so then whichever school wins the conference championship gets the most points, and then you compile all these points at the end of the year, and whoever, whichever university has the most conference points wins, like, something. I don't know. The MIAA Cup. I don't know. Yeah, it would be, like, a traveling trophy or something like that. Yeah. Where you just get to keep it, and like. Because then it would be, like, then it's, like, rewarding. Like, you are the best school yeah, in yeah. athletics, period, in the conference this season. Is there anyone that does that? I don't think so, but I think it would be that's dope. That's genius, dude. We, we might actually have to delete that part of the podcast because that's a good idea. That's a billion dollar <laughs> idea. Yeah, hold up. We can't. We can't be putting this in the. Can't put this in here. I'm trying to sell. I'm gonna go to the MIAA headquarters. <laughs> dude, that's that's what I'm saying. Because that's like, a great idea. Because like, you wouldn't have to change anything. No, to like ju- the, the seasons. Like the season could all be the same. Might have to add a conference championship game for football, maybe. Yeah, all you would have to do is just add games, like, if you're saying, like, in a term, like, add a third-place game, add a... It wouldn't even have to be that. It could literally just be who finished first, who finished second, oh. and then, who like, you know, like, you could go, like... I guess a third-place game would be kind of difficult to figure out. It'd just be, like, a tiebreaker or something like that. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. you could definitely mm-hmm. just do a tiebreaker. And like, then, whoever lost, like, say, in, for basketball, whoever lost in the second round by the least amount gets third place. Yeah. And then, um, like, because then, like, it would just be an all-year thing. I think it would be make the conference a lot more competitive. Um, and, like, I don't know, it would just be, like, exciting. Because, like, imagine, like, it comes down to the last game of the season, like, baseball. Yeah, like, like, baseball or softball. Yeah, yeah, like, say, like, softball, like, comes down, try and need, trying to play in hope or whatever, and whoever wins the game wins the conference and, therefore, wins the MIAA oh, Cup. Like, could you think about, because, like, then it's, it's like an entire university effort. Then the entire yeah, athletics yeah, department yeah. is like come together under one unit. Right. I'm telling you, hey, bro, I might have to sell this to the MIAA and be like, hey, I need 50% of all the profit. <laughs> dude, dude, I'm telling you, man, MIAA, hit me up. Yeah, dude, that's... Follow me on Twitter, at Ben Wingard. <laughs> that's genius. Uh, I'll be I'll be in contact with the MIAA here. Um, you have a business-only email or... I'm about to. I have to make a business-only email after that one. I had a business-only email, and then it kind of just devolved into... It was like a Gmail account, and it was, like, originally business-only, and then it just, like, now it's, like, my business plus my Spotify plus my whatever 
Chegg, you know, <laughs> stuff oh, like man. that. But yeah, man, that was just this, that was an idea that I had. I love that fall. idea. I tell you, man, that would be so much fun. Except that, right that now, this except for like this year, hope would win. So like that kind of blows. We'll start next year. Yeah, next year, <laughs> next year it's cool. This year, scrap the idea. We'll start next year. Um, yeah, because then it's like. Because then, like, sports who, like, aren't even, like, super popular, like, say, like, golf. Like, I know golf doesn't get a ton of people who watch golf. Yeah. Now those, now the stakes and those are raised. Right. And, like. Because everyone would be like, man, where are we at in the standings? Yeah, exactly. Do we have a chance? And then it's like, yeah, the MIAA Cup. Why not? You know, we're the oldest oldest conference in, uh, in college sports. Mm-hmm. So why not just be the first team to introduce a cup? Who knows? Maybe then we'll see a Big Ten Cup and the SEC Cup. That would be that nuts. Would, yeah. That would, would be mean, insane. That would be insane. That would be crazy. I'm just just yeah, putting I, it out there. Just putting it out there, NCAA, MIAA, whoever wants to listen. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. That's because I was thinking about I was like, how has that never been done before? I don't know. That, that makes too much sense. Yeah, that's what for I'm saying. Like, yeah, how has it like never been done before? Like why not? There's literally, I don't think there's any downside because you don't have to change the current format. All you would do is just keep All you track. All you have to do is just keep track of points. Yeah, that's it. We could start right now. How about we make an MIAA Cup starting next year, Drew, and we'll just start tracking it. It's just a tinfoil ball at the yeah, bottom yeah. we can't afford a trophy. Yeah. It's like a little like plastic. It's like a, uh, a Dundee Award like the office. Like, <laughs> it's- we'll, we'll mail it. Uh, we'll mail it. It's like a tennis trophy because that's the cheapest we could find. (laughs) And we'll just send it to whatever university wins, but then be like, Hey, you got to send it back to us (laughs) at the end of the year (laughs) so we can send it to the next school. Oh my God. Dude, I'm telling you, man, this is like, that's a great idea. Yeah. So be on the lookout storm center, MIAA cup. Oh dude. (laughs) Get after the storm center name. That'd be even better. Dude. Man, I got completely sidetracked there. <laughs> yeah, where are we at? Uh, Calvin Adrian? Uh, yeah, we were talking... Because we said Albion is going to win, right? Yeah, we were talking about uh, Albion and Alma, so now we're on to Calvin and Adrian, okay. which I actually... I like the upset here. I like the upset. Dude, uh, you, hmm. I mean, Calvin is a really good team, mm-hmm. but I just... I don't know. There's something about... I don't know what it is. I just... I have a feeling that Adrian could pull off something here. Uh... I mean, there might be a swift exit in the second round when Hope beats St. Mary's because yeah. Hope's going to beat St. Mary's. Um, no offense, St. Mary's, but, you know. Here's my thing. I think Calvin will win only because Gabby Timmer, mm-hmm. she is so good, and it would be her going up against oh, – I just mentioned – oh, I still have it up. Uh, Chelsea Palmer. Chelsea Palmer. And, I mean, Palmer produces quite a bit. But Gabby Timmer had six blocks against Trine. So <laughs> That's tough I, to do. I think it will be closer than a lot of people think. And yeah. It, the upset could very well happen. But I think Gabby Timmer will be the winning factor in that game. I just I feel like there's gotta be an upset somewhere. I feel like Alma's not gonna be Albia. I don't know what it is. I just I like this Adrian team. I I, I mean I don't because it's Adrian, but like I like them against Calvin. <laughs> we were just saying. Yeah. Um I mean, oh man, my Mac's about to die. Uh, I think, I mean, Adrian has been in a little bit of a slump. Admittedly, has been in a little bit of a slump the last few weeks of the season. Haven't been playing, haven't been super hot. Um, 
and of course losing their final game of the regular season. It's tough. I think they could do it. I really do. Um, Calvin is a really good team, though. Like they yeah. are a, a tough team. But I mean, Adrian, they score a lot of points. Uh, they're averaging seventy six point two points per game uh, in the conference, which is probably good for about fourth. I would think. Probably. I'm thinking third or fourth. So pretty solid there. Um, their field goal percentage is uh, they're sitting at forty five percent. Three point percentage is down though. That's that's the one issue. Adrian's gonna have to shoot really well if they want to beat Calvin. They're gonna have to shoot great from three. They've been struggling a little bit. Free throw percentage is down around sixty five percent. That's also not great. Um, so I have to see. I mean, this will be another close game. Yeah. I think. I think these two, like the middle seed games, yeah. will be really close. And then I think the two, they'll definitely be the ones that will be on the lookout on when it comes to out of town scoreboard on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm, I'm expecting the other two games to be not super close. Um, yeah. Because you know, can we just say we're predicting Hope to move on? Yeah, Hope's gonna beat St. Mary's. Um, as my, it's Drew and I, it's our job as members of the media to state the facts, <laughs> not have bias. Yeah. Have a little bit of bias. We got a little bit, we got a little bit of bias. <laughs> we have a lot less than a lot of other people in media. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I mean, obviously we're going to have a little bit of a, a lean towards trying because we're trying students, yeah. you know, uh, but. We're part of TBN. Yeah. yeah. It's called Trine Storm Center. Yeah. So I mean there's a few hints here. If you didn't if you thought you were gonna get a completely unbiased show when you clicked on Trine Storm Center, um, I'm not really sure what you were expecting, to be honest with you. Um sorry to disappoint you. Yeah, sorry to disappoint <laughs> you. Um but I don't know. I like I like being on the podcast just because like I can be a lot more biased than I can on like a broadcast. Cause yeah. like, you know, like on broadcast you have fans from the other school listening. Yeah, there's a so lot like, more yeah. people from the opposing school. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I would I would go so far as to say that most of the people that watch our broadcasts are from the away school. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because if you're a Trine fan... The exception is yeah. last year. That's yeah, the only yeah. exception. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I guess it'd be different. Like, I think, um, I think, like, football is a little bit different. And then, like, probably with basketball, too, I would say, uh, is a case where it's, like... Uh, I mean, football is wildly popular here, so, like, you know you're going to get a lot of alumni who don't even live in Indiana tuning into the games yeah. to watch because, like, it's football. Same thing with basketball. I know a lot of the uh, women alumni tune in to watch because, like, how could you not? Yeah. You know, how could you not watch um, this women's team play? And, of course, men's basketball is always going to be popular, especially mm-hmm. in Indiana. Um, but, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see the viewer numbers for these conference games. Oh, man. If we're expecting what, if we're expecting what's going to happen this Saturday, one of all, first of all, the attendance numbers in the building will be big enough. Yeah, but the stream. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for for Saturday. Campus is going to be buzzing. There's going to be so much going on on Saturday. There's going to be a lot of long lines for breakfast that day. Oh yeah, everyone's going to be up. Got mm-hmm. the got the yeah. conference meet for track. Later that one's, I'm excited yeah, for that one. Uh, and assuming our, I mean, if our women make it all the way to the championship, uh, I'm not going to say that they are. I'm not going to call it. I'm not going to say that they aren't because, you know, not jinxing it. But if they do, um, I mean, that would just be crazy. It would be nuts if the men hosted too. Yeah. Which, I mean, could happen. It is a possibility. It's very, yeah. very slim possibility. It is possible. 
Um, imagine, because well, how would it be? It would have to be, I guess, anybody but Hope from that top side of the bracket. It would have to be either Kalamazoo, Albion, or Olivet, mm-hmm. which I guess it's, it's possible. I mean, it could happen. Albion's pretty good. Calvin For is a four good. seed, they're good. Oh, excuse me, Albion. Yes, Albion. I mean, man, was Albion the one that? I know it was super close between the three, four, and five seed at one point in the season. It was like super close. I Let's think check. so because yeah, it's uh, well, Albion. They were in the MIAA final last year, right? The first game that we had against them, we beat them by like forty or something like that. Which I don't know how it happened. It was just a good shooting day, but yeah. And then at one point, like a couple weeks after that, we were getting ready to play Albion again right before the big blizzard. Albion was number one in the conference at that point. And it's just the whole men's side is super close where, like we said, with the women's side, it's trying to hope sometimes Albion than the rest. Um, Yeah, I'm looking at the rankings right now. We got... So Hope won at twelve and two. Calvin is second, eleven and three. Trine fourth, ten and four, and then Albion is nine and five. So the top four teams are all within one win yeah, of each they're other. All right there. And then uh, Olivet, Alma, and Adrian all tied at four and ten, and then Kalamazoo's at the bottom. So I mean, lots of very lots of parity uh, on the men's side. Yeah. Um, so that will be this. The men's tournament is going to be exciting, but um, oh yeah. I'm just excited for conference basketball, man. This is, I'm hyped. Conference tournament tournament time time for basketball is just, there's no better time of the year. I'm I'm a big basketball guy, so of course I'm going to say that. But even when it comes to like bowl season and football, I don't really care too much. Mm. No, I'm a football guy. And I like, I watch like during like bowl season, I will sit on my couch and watch from like 10 in the morning until 10 at night. And that's me with March Madness and conference in general. March Madness is at one point the I, best time of the year. I remember at one point I got home and I started like it was after school and I started watching like the four or five matchup in the American Conference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's. I mean, I don't know. I just basketball, like, yeah, the tournament because there's something so special about it because so many teams get in to the mm-hmm. national tournament. Sixty four teams. There's not a single other sport that I can think of where that many teams play in a single tournament together. Right. Maybe soccer. I guess like the World Cup. Oh my god, the World Cup, yeah. And I mean But even then there's like qualifiers for yeah, all that. They there, narrow it down. There's no tournament on earth that has sixty four teams, single elimination, like you win or you go home mm-hmm. for the entire tournament. Because like even the World Cup, it's like you play a round robin first yeah. and then the top t- and then it's like a it's a tournament of like half of the pool or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not uh, entirely sure how that works. Even like the Olympics, it's like you yeah, got to you, yeah, you have to it. qualify. You have to qualify the Olympics, and then you have to make your prelims, and then the final. This is the only only tournament where you go. You could be done in the first round, or you could go for another like two weeks. Yep. Um, and it doesn't – some at some points, just the number from your name doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, once you get into, like, the Sweet 16 or the Elite 8, that number kind of loses its meaning. Like, if you got there, then you got there. Mm -hmm. Um, I just – I don't think there's a better time because, like, even for, like, the playoffs for the NFL, like, everyone loves football here in America. Even then, people aren't making brackets. Yeah. It's a March Madness thing. Like, you – millions and millions of people make March Madness brackets. Should we do a uh, bracket fill-out for the NCAA? 
I would be so down. I, I don't know. I don't know. Out, I'll do yeah. it. I don't know 90% of the teams, That's all right. but I will do my best anyways. Um, I feel like they got to make them. I feel like the NCAA definitely has to supply them somewhere. They would they would definitely be like on a website somewhere, but there I don't there's definitely not a competition for it. Oh yeah, no. ESPN bracket challenge could totally do that, dude. ESPN bracket they're already making bank yeah. off having uh division one men's and division one women. So why not add D two and D three? I don't know. Because we'll like yeah, you know, like not as many people are gonna do like D three, but like you know there will definitely be people out yeah. there that will do it. I mean, this is just a podcast of bris- of business proposals. Yeah, basically this episode's <laughs> just been us. Uh, just spitting our ideas. Uh, I'm going to be on Shark Tank, actually. <laughs> Shark Tank next week. Um, I mean, how about that? We're being so productive today, Drew. Yeah. We're coming up with all these ideas. Just, you know, spitballing here. Yeah, we're still on the women's section of basketball. Yeah, we haven't even made it to the men's so, side yet. Um, so the bracket layout for the women's. Wednesday, they'll play. That's all the first round games. They're going to be at Trine, at Albion, at Calvin, at Hope. Then on Friday, so we're going to take a day off. Then they're going to play on Friday. Whoever the top seed is will host. And then Saturday, it will be the championship game. Whoever's the top seed is going to host that. So going to be a great week of basketball. Always tune in on trying broadcasting. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, hopefully we will get three, at least four, broadcasts for the for the MIAA tournament. We have men's game tonight um, and then women's game on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Hopefully another one on Friday and yep. then Saturday. Uh, since Trends one to they'll host all of their games. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's an exciting time. It's crazy that at the end of this week we're really going to have our undisputed conference champ for uh, both. I know. <laughs> at the end, like, it feels like just like last week that we were starting basketball season. Yeah, it still feels like January to me, but it's yeah. the 22nd of February. Yeah. And March is right around the corner. I'm not prepared mentally. Yeah, at it's all. almost it's almost time for spring sports. It's almost time for March Madness, dude. It is almost time for March Madness. I'm excited for Are we going to have a selection? Are we going to do like a whole bracket breakdown for the for the for the national tournament for D3 on this on this show? Oh, uh, we could. Do we do we have a show where we just pick we make our brackets on the podcast? Honestly, we could probably do that. I think because there'll be, be like a week or two where you know, spring happening. sports will be getting they'll start rolling. We yeah, can, but we can yeah, that. that'll be like fall right in. So yeah, if you want to hear Drew and I our professional expert opinions on who is winning. And by the way, I'm like almost always wrong when it comes to brackets. I don't know how. I watch so much basketball and yeah, I'm so wrong. I all, just all the time. I just sometimes I'm like really like I'll make like uh, I'll put them in like different bracket groups and like my one bracket will be like 95% correct and then my yeah. other bracket will be like 2% correct like you got one game right. My best prediction of from last year was that was when Albion Christian went on like their two game run. Mm. I predicted that. That was it. Let me think. I had I had Purdue in the final four. They got bounced first round. Oh, who did I have? Last year I had there was like one. Oh, my bracket was, well, let me think. I got every game from the round of 64 except for one. And then the round of 32, I missed a few. And my Sweet 16 was perfect for, like, all the remaining games I had that were still right. Yeah. I got that perfect. And then my bracket just went <laughs> in the Elite Eight, Final Four. I had Gonzaga, mm-hmm. Illinois. Right. Illinois got bounced in the second round. Gonzaga lost in a championship. So, I mean, I was, mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was so bad. Maybe we should make a. Oh, you know we could we can make a bracket group for the Storm Center podcast. Just the two of us. Yeah, just the two of us. And then if whoever's listening wants to join, then go right ahead. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I mean, we could just compare our brackets. <laughs> yeah, like, we don't gotta pick the group. Drew, Drew's looking at me like that's really like not necessary. But <laughs> ESPN bracket group, just two people. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the men's side. Um, Wednesday, they traveled to Kalamazoo, winning 94-56. And huge shout-out, friend of the pod, big shot Bryce Williams. Yes, sir. Trying record, 11 threes in a game, 33 points. He went 11 of 18 from three, only shot one shot inside the three-point line. (laughs) Which, I mean, when you're that hot, what are you going to do? I mean... My goodness, bro. I can't even, I don't even know what to say. I don't remember where I heard this. I don't remember if it was on Twitter or if we were talking to Nick. Don't remember where I heard it. I just remember Nick Bowman saying uh, Bryce Williams hit two three-pointers. Oh, he tweeted that. Yeah, yeah that's why he, he tweeted it. He said, Bryce Williams made two three-pointers and comes to him in the huddle and said, I'm going for the record. <laughs> two two three-pointers in. He made seven more after that. Dude, when, you, when you're a shooter like Bryce, you know. Yeah. I you mean, know when you're feeling it. He was... So, I mean, he was on fire, could not miss. I saw Bryce. I didn't, like, talk to him, but I saw he was in the calf the other day. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, I was getting, like, second-degree burns just from being in the same room as him. Yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. And then this is the same guy, ladies and gentlemen, who tried to come on this podcast and tell us that he's not really an athlete. (laughs) Bogus, man, because, like. 29 minutes, 11 threes. Tell me, I'm not really an athlete. Like, look, bro, I run track and field. I could not make 11 three-pointers in a in a 40-minute right. basketball game. I'm not making 11 three-pointers. And you would think at some point that they would, like, try. I don't, I wasn't able to watch it because we were doing mm. the broadcast for mm. the women's game. But at some point, you feel like, hey, they had to have boxed and won him at one point, maybe even double team at some points. You got to run around to, be, to get that oh, open I mean, and hit 11 threes. I saw some of the shots he hit. I mean, like, catch and shoot, like, he's... Like, catch and shoot, man, his face, easy money. He had a few that he was open for uh, at the at first, and then, you know, Kalamazoo wised up there. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't even know if he took any, like, pull-up jump. He had a few that were, like, off the jumper mm-hmm. like or off the dribble, but, like, there aren't really many that... Like, where he's bringing it up and just yeah, spots Yeah, right, up. right. Like he, might, like, he had a few where he had, like, off the dribble. He'd take, like, a few and, like, get open, but it wasn't, like, like a pull-up, like a traditional, like, pull-up, yeah. like, straight into the jumper type thing, but... I mean, eleven for eighteen from three. Good, thirty-three Lord. points. Uh, he had he still had two assists too and two steals. So there's also that contributed on the defensive side as well. I mean, thirty-three points. Uh, how many three points do we have as a team? We had fifteen three pointers as a team. Went fifty-one percent from behind the arc, thanks to Bryce Williams. Fifty-two um, percent from the field, fifty-eight percent from the from the charity stripe. Again, not the best free throw shooting numbers, but you know you'll take that when you're shooting fifty percent from three and from the field. So yeah. can't really complain about that because you know Bryce had thirty-three. So Brent Brent Cox had sixteen. Good to see him getting mm-hmm. back in double mm-hmm. figures. Uh, Aiden Warzak only had nine points, but I was looking at his stat line: five rebounds, two of them offensive, eight assists, five steals, and only one turnover. Man, he did have, I mean, he had four four fouls, but didn't foul out. He stayed in the game. I mean, him having four fouls and five steals is still incredible. Yeah. And, like, even though he had four fouls, 
the team had fouls to give. It's not like everyone. Bryce, uh, Bryce and Nick didn't have any. Uh, Hayden and uh, Ryan Preston didn't have any. Um, so I think if you're Coach Miller, you're not upset at all that he had four fouls, even during no. the game. Like maybe after he picks up that fourth one, you're like, all right, Aiden, you might have to like, yeah, like cut it back out. a little bit just so you don't foul out. Um, played 31 minutes too, so he was out there filling up the stat sheet for the whole game. Nick Bowman only played only air quotes, only played 26 minutes. Went four for 11, one for three from three. Um, oh, Brent Cox went two for three from three as well, so big man getting his shot up. I like watching Brett, uh, Brent shoot the three. I really do. He's, a, he's one of those guys where I think I talked about this when I first started doing broadcasting where it's like he's someone you don't expect to step out at all. Yeah. But his shot is so smooth. Mm-hmm. It looks it just works. So yeah, it looks good. He looks confident when he's shooting. Um consistently he's a pretty good three point shooter. Like it's not like he's super streaky. I mean, obviously he's not gonna be putting up as many threes as like Bryce is because mm-hmm. Bryce's whole job is to just shoot the basketball and play defense. As he said, those were his words almost exactly, I think. Um but I mean having a big guy like that who can go out on the perimeter um, I mean, that's huge, especially because a lot of guys that are going to be guarding Brent Cox are not used to guard it. Like, they're not – I mean, obviously, you have to be you have to be able to guard in the perimeter no matter There's what position you play. not that many people who know how to guard a stretch four. Yeah, like, it's just, it's just a tough matchup because usually if you're a post player, you're going to be playing defense in the post. Mm-hmm. Rarely are you going to have to come out and play defense on the perimeter unless, like, you get, like, screened off or something like that. Yeah. But even then, it's only for a few seconds before the possession ends and then you're back guarding your normal guy again. Yeah. So Brent Cox out here causing matchup nightmares. And then of course Mitchell Geller. Ever ever the straight face killer. Never making never making any emotional outbursts whatsoever. Pretty sure he's a Terminator. Um just a little bit of a I down mean, game for him, but he still had a solid stat line nonetheless. Obviously he doesn't yeah. have, he didn't have to be scoring a bunch of points. They won by like thirty. So uh excuse me, they only won by almost forty. So I mean Mitch didn't have to put up 20 points because Bryce Williams stole those 20 points from him. Uh, <laughs> Bryce just, I mean, I just, that is crazy. That is good for a school record, too, in a single game. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's wild. I was like, wow, we just had him on the podcast, too. Yeah. Just had him on. Yeah. So, uh, I, so Drew and I are taking credit for half of those three-pointers. So, <laughs> five of those are ours. Um, if you didn't come on the podcast, you wouldn't have. <laughs> no, oh, I'm just playing. Uh, shout out Bryce. Great yeah. game from him. Uh, you love to see it. Who knows? Maybe he'll break it again before the season's done. I mean, oh he's hot. Why not? Why not keep shooting it tonight? What if he goes 12 three pointers in the first round of the tournament? Then I'm gonna lose it. Would that be a tournament record? It would have. That would have to be a tournament. It would have to be either tying Steph it or close. Steph Curry hit 16 threes and he broke an All Star game yeah, record at yeah. like 12. Yeah, it's gotta be. Because, I mean, yeah, 11 threes, that's, like, those are NBA. That's better than – those are Stephen Curry numbers. A lot of people (laughs) don't – there's many people who don't shoot 11 threes in a game. There's people Mm. that don't shoot 11 field goals in a game. Bowman shot 11 field goals this entire game. I mean, yeah, that's not even – I was going to say those are, like, NBA numbers. That's not even NBA numbers. That is, like, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard-type numbers right there, like – Wow, that is just incredible. And those are numbers where the, you get when you're trying to get back into the game. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I always got to shoot up as many threes as possible. It's like, oh, no, you guys were up by, like, 30 yeah. the entire time. I mean, just huge shout-out to Bryce. 
historic performance, one of the top performances in Trine basketball history. Um, no doubt about that. Um, wow, it's a good thing Coach uh, Coach Miller isn't like an old-fashioned coach, like thinks everything needs to be run through the post because then we wouldn't get great games like this. Right. <laughs> and also, there's some of us that were talking about it, and I was like, if I were playing and I shot 18 threes in a game, I, first of all, I wouldn't get to 18. After I would shoot like yeah, eight, yeah. I'm getting benched. Yeah. Even if I'm hitting or not. Yeah. Because it's just. <laughs> Coach Miller, I guess, Coach Miller gave Bryce his role. He said, Bryce, we don't need you. We don't need you to be a slasher to the basket. We have that. We don't need you to be out there racking up assists. We got Aiden for that. Uh, rebounding. Uh, I mean, everyone's got to rebound, so, you know, that's just the thing that comes with it. But yeah. he was like, Bryce slots in there. Nick, uh, Aiden, I guess we, I would call Aiden the point guard, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, he is. Aiden runs the point. He racks some assists. Nick's going to get you those easy buckets at the rim, that defense. Well, easy for, for him. Nick Bowman, They're yeah. so tough. They yeah. Will, like, he gets hit so much. And then, like, obviously you have great post scorers in Brent and in uh, Mitch. Mitchell Geller with that great post footwork. So where does Bryce slot in? Easy money. Just let him stand out there in the three-point line and shoot away, and that's exactly what he did. And I bet that he told he had to have told coach before a game, like, "Hey, I'm feeling it." Yeah, I've I mean, had those games before where, like, your like your coach would realize, "Hey, your eyes are a little more open than usual because yeah. you're just that much ready." Yeah, I mean, just all around. I mean, when you have a performance like Bryce had, it kind of just. Uh, it makes everyone else's stats look boring in comparison. I mean, this was a great team game. Right. All around a great team game. I'm going to be honest. I never – I only looked at Bryce's stat. I never looked at Aiden's stat until today, and I was like, wow, Aiden yeah, still Aiden had assists, a great yeah. stat line. Yeah, Aiden had a great stat line. I mean, a bunch of the guys coming off the bench were putting up, like, steals. Shout out Griffin Lorimer leading all bench players with five points. Yes, sir. We we love Griffin. We talked with uh, – I talked with Aiden with him for probably about five minutes in the interview. Mm-hmm. We had a uh, – I mean, steals off the bench. We had one, two, three, four, five, six people off the bench record a steal. Uh, Hayden Jones had two. Um, bunch of guys getting assists off the bench. Rebounding was great off the bench. Um, and that's yeah. something that we've really been looking for in this team, yeah. right? Because you would see, like, that Hope game. The bench only had four points the entire game. And yeah. It didn't really produce that much more. And, I mean, obviously it's a game where it's a blowout. The bench is obviously going to get a lot more minutes and all that. Mm-hmm. But just to see them get, like, start going, be productive in those, like, garbage time minutes yeah. is something that you don't really see a lot because a lot of time you'll see a bunch of guys starting around the perimeter, get mm-hmm. it down low, right, and put it up for a miss. Yeah, I mean, only two guys didn't record any points. I was Hayden Jones. And uh, he Riley didn't take Cox. A shot. Yeah, neither did Riley Cox. Neither of them took even took a shot. Um, so those are the only guys that didn't score at all. Everyone else on the team scored, uh, which you love to see from the bench. And you know, I don't think they're going to be beating themselves up over not scoring either. Because I mean, look no. at the result; it doesn't matter. They didn't need to score because uh, the final score was ninety-four. Trying Kalamazoo fifty-six. Yeah. Um, just an excellent showing. Um, for Kalamazoo, I feel like we should mention this. Ty Horky had 15. Mm-hmm. DJ Courtney had 12. They held Lucas Broadsword only five points, which that's something. Because before Luke Morrison came in, Broadsword had the best performance I've ever seen by an opposing player in the MTI Center. He was that good. And he's only a freshman. I think he's won an MIAA Player of the Week. Like, 
half their starting lineup is freshmen. I think mm-hmm. if I'm remembering right. Yeah, I think we talked about this before about how Kalamazoo is a super young, super young team. Yeah, when but, I talked to Aiden about it, I was like, I bet you're glad you're gone after this year, right? Because mm-hmm. of Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo could be very, very good here uh, in the they're, next few years. They're going to be very good. So yeah. it'll be it'll be fun. They'll be added into the mix here. How about Broadsford as a last name though? That's yeah, it's so, so cool. cool. Yeah, I was gonna say like, that's awesome, man. Lucas Broadsword, that is a uh, candidate for best name in the MIAA. Man, even for Kalamazoo, they shot fifty percent from three. Yeah, eleven for twenty-two. So like, that's not a shabby day uh, from behind the arc for them. I it mean, just so happened that Bryce Williams also hit eleven. That's got to be so frustrating. <laughs> For yeah, Kalamazoo, like, so good. like our team's hitting our shots, like we're all on fire. All right, we got a chance, and then they're like, "Oh, Bryce Williams has eleven three pointers. Yeah. Literally had just as many threes as Kalamazoo did by himself." That's wild. Yeah, just. I mean, they're Kalamazoo. You obviously gotta say, I mean, hey, that's that's Bryce's night. Yeah, but at that point, like. God, I don't even know how I would respond to that. Yeah, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Because, like, it's not even like he was just getting a bunch of wide-open looks. Like, they were guarding him pretty closely, yeah. and they were still just going in. It's just one of those nights where you just are like, throw your hands up. Like, yeah. Coach, I can't. I'm doing everything I can. Like, I mean, because Kalamazoo honestly played a really good game. In my opinion, I thought they played pretty well. Yeah. But sometimes you just – sometimes someone else's offense is just better than your defense, and I think that was the case. Uh, but, yeah, Kalamazoo, I'm – I think they're going to be pretty good next year. And I think uh, two years from now, I think they'll be really good. Yeah. So it'll be be a lot of fun to watch Kalamazoo on the come up. Definitely don't think Kalamazoo will ever get torched for 11 three-pointers by a single player ever again. I never, highly doubt this going to happen. Never, yeah, we'll never say never, it's but... It's highly improbable. I mean, they learned. <laughs> yeah, they're... <laughs> Safe to say that they probably learned from this, from this game. Yeah, if anything, it's a learning experience. So... We're going to move on to the Adrian game that was Saturday. It was Adrian's senior day. Trust in peace. Well, our senior day got ruined. We're going to ruin yours. Yeah. And that's exactly what they did. 82-65 final score. Nick Bowman at 18. Bryce had 14 still. It's doing great. And Connor Jones coming off the bench. 20 points. I believe a career high. I think so. Um, Might have to fact check that, but I'm pretty sure that was a career high. I talked to Connor yesterday. I was like, man, that's one heck of a game for me. He was like, they just kept fouling me, dude. Yeah, 14, <laughs> 14 free, throws. free throws. 14 for 16 from the line. I mean, shoot. It's pretty easy to get to 20 points when you're shooting 16 free throws. Yeah. But, I mean, nonetheless, uh, career high. Um, 20 points is 20 points. It doesn't matter, no how, matter you how you get it. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter how you get it. 20 points is 20 points. Because you're still earning that mm-hmm. line. Especially with the way that, uh, like, the free throw shooting issues that this team has had all season. Uh, I mean, that's... That's huge. I think that helps build momentum, too. Like, I just – if you see one guy shooting well from the free throw line, I don't know how this works. I don't understand it. I'm not a scientist. But for whatever reason, when one guy's hitting shots, the whole team just starts hitting shots. And, yeah. you know, maybe that'll jumpstart uh, jump this team. Um, all around, another solid performance. The bench didn't score as much outside of CJ. Obviously, Connor Jones has 20 points, so we got to – I mean, McNonglo had seven. He did Manny, really well. Manny and, and he took a three. He took, I'm not gonna yeah. lie, it was pretty close to going. <laughs> it was pretty close. <laughs> like it, Manny. Keep shooting. What if what if uh, Big E gets like a dead eye three point shot? He yeah, will be over. the best player in the conference if he could, if he could shoot the three. And obviously, we talked to Bryce about how he's been in the weight room and stuff, uh, like putting some more muscle on. 
if he can shoot, gets bigger, and can just bully people in the post, uh, it's over for the rest of the MIAA. And yeah. Emmanuel McNonglo is the best player in the conference. Because and honestly, it wouldn't be it's not that far fetched. Yeah, one thing that he has that I think it can get a little bit better is his turnaround fade. Mm-hmm. He'll hit it every, occasionally, but the jump, the shot of it is a little weird. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of hitchy and all that. Yeah. But if he gets more smooth, that oh, you're talking Hakeem Olajuwon, dream shake every possession. Yeah, I was gonna say, how do you stop that? He's already taller than you, and now he's fading away. Like what? And he shoots it literally at like his arms are outstretched all the way. Yeah. Instead of like yeah being at ninety degrees, like I swear it's like one hundred and eighty. He's just oh man, he could be a straight up cheat code. I mean, he already is. Like, defensively, he's a cheat code. I mean, how do you shoot over? Like, he puts his arms up, like, straight up in the air. You're not getting the ball over it. And we'd say every time he gets put on the out-of-bounds, the guy inbounding every Yeah, every, every team, time. And they just go the outlet immediately. They're not even trying to run the play. Because good luck getting it over him. It's hard enough to hit the outlet because you yeah. have to, like, kind of throw it up and over yeah. instead of straight out. You got to, like, really lob it up there. And then that leads to, like, over and, and back. Yeah, Nick Bowman steal, like... Wild. Um, how about the minutes here for our starters, though? Nick Bowman had 34. Bryce Williams had 32. Aiden had 34. Um, once again, I mean, these three guys have been logging that kind of minutes all season. Yeah. Um, Bryce cooled down a little bit. Still hit three three-pointers, though. A little though. bit. <laughs> Still hit three three-pointers. Um, good for 14 points. Nick Bowman had 18, which I believe... Oh, no, he was not the best on the team because, you know... Uh, we just talked about it. Connor Jones... Who also had Connor Jones also had four rebounds. Um, so good game from him. He's a hustler. I enjoy watching Connor Jones play basketball. I do too. I'm so glad we've mentioned this a million times now. I'm so glad he's back in that lineup. Yeah, yeah, for real. Just because he was so important to last year. Mm. And he's so good on defensive end. He's like he's like a six five point guard. Yeah, basically. Who can also play in the post. Yeah. He can play every like this team really, like, when you think about positionless basketball, this team plays positionless basketball. And it's been working for him all season because, like like you said, Connor Jones, he could be a point guard or a shooting mm-hmm. guard or a small forward. The only person who or plays a power forward. like a true position is Geller. Yeah, he's the only one that's like, all right, you're our center. Yeah, but even which then, I mean, like, it makes sense because he's literally 100 pounds more than anyone who guards him and in, like, in pure muscle. And, you know, you're not going to complain about him not taking three-pointers when he's racking up points in the paint. Like, you're not going to yeah. complain about that. Even Brent... Brent's a post player, but he can shoot the three. Nick is a one and a two. Bryce is a two and a three, maybe even a four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aiden's a one and a two and a three. Like, you have Hayden Jones, who could guard basically every position, including the post. Yep. Um, same thing with Ryan Preston. Connor Jones as well. Manny, I've seen Manny guard on the perimeter. And, like, that is – he makes it tough, too. Like, he, he's such a good perimeter defender. Yeah, like, it's ridiculous. Like, he's a post guy. He shouldn't be that good on the perimeter, right? But – his just his long arms, man. Well, we know him on the perimeter. What happened last year? <laughs> so Manny I wouldn't want to mess with is, him. I mean, I just he is such a good defensive player. Next year, our team is going to be great, especially on the defensive side. It's going to be great because uh, Connor Jones is coming back, right? He's a junior. Yeah, Manny Jones, had five blocks <laughs> in this game. Yeah, and he also leads the conference in blocks per game right now. Um. Pretty sure he's led the conference in blocks since last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, he won Defensive Player of the Year last year. And he was a bench player last year. Right? I don't even think he was a starter, was he? I think he split starting he, time with uh, Cox, didn't he? Yeah. Cox and Geller, I was going to say. Yes, that did all split. I don't think Geller was a starter yet. 
Oh yeah, I remember. He's uh, yeah, off I think bench. Manny was switching on and off. Brent was so good last year; mm-hmm. he might have taken over. Because I remember uh, Brent Cox was a starter in the postseason, um, but then obviously Manny making plays as well. Yeah, this team is just so good. But uh, for Adrian Connor Pelham had eighteen. He's really good in the conference. Paris Watkins had twelve. I, and I've I learned how to pronounce uh, Price's name now after listening to Adrian's broadcast. Okay, okay. Diavion Price. Diavion Price. Okay. See, that's the that's the one thing about this broadcasting thing is there's so many hard names out there. Oh yeah, and uh, Price. He was the first time I ever done play by play, so I have to know the names. Like, yeah, it's just a requirement. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> just, yeah, uh, and looking at it, it's like D I V on, and I'm like, okay, it could be Diovion, but okay, Devion, so, yeah, Devion. So, Diavion, anything can easily any letter can easily be silent. If, yeah, it's just up to discretion at that point. That's the one thing I found out. Uh, like football and basketball generally have pretty normal names but then when you get like hockey and baseball you got like the c's and the z's and i'm like dude oh my goodness you got names that aren't like well shoot the hockey game on friday there was two russian guys on the other team and we were just like had to apologize on the broadcast like i'm sorry guys we made our best guess but even like some people like i gotta give credit to our sids because they do give us the the pronunciation chart yeah yeah I don't think they do that at other schools because watching them, they always mess up Aiden's name. Yeah, War Zetcha. Like, not even that on, for Adrian, they were calling him Wars Zet, Wars Cheka. Wars Cheka. Which, I don't know how you get that name. Yeah, I don't know. They were calling Mikhail Ardis Ardis. <laughs> Ardis. And I'm like, come on, dude, we're Michigan and no, in Indiana. It's Ardis. Yeah, it's Ardis. <laughs> like, come on now. We're not say, in France. Say with an American accent, come on now. <laughs> I want to hear, I mean, I feel like it's obviously Smiley. Yeah, it's Smiley. But, like, I could be like Aiden Simile. Yeah. A- Aiden Smiley. <laughs> and when it comes to Manny, no oh, one else yeah. even comes close. Magnanglo. Magnanglo. Yeah, <laughs> I just... I mean, yeah, uh, Warzeka is definitely one that, like... I don't even know how I figured out that his last name was pronounced Warzeka. To be honest, he was in my class last year. I had a class with him, but he was just Aiden. You know, like, yeah. class was I think small. it was just when I went to games, I heard it. Yeah. And then once you read it, you're like, oh, it's Warzeka. Yeah. Aiden Warzeka, that's uh They mess up Tara all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which. Fair enough. Yeah. Understandable. Because, like, that's the exact. Those, Benevich, that's exactly what I'm talking about when it comes yeah. to, like, baseball and hockey. There's always names like that with, like, W's, I, E, C, Z. Mm-hmm. Like, complicated names. Why can't you people just have normal last names like oh, Miller? God. I'm just kidding. That sounds really ignorant. I'm just kidding because my last name's complicated too. People always misspell my last name, so I think I'm allowed to say it because people always say like Wangard or Wanger or anything except for Wangard. Somehow, everybody for some reason, dude. I, I just gotta get this off my chest. Everybody. So my last name is spelled W E N G E R D, right? Everybody always puts an A instead of the second E. So it's Wang Guard. Every time. I don't know why. I don't know why that's such a common thing. Because, like, you could put the, like, I could see, like, you could also put the A, like, W-A-N-G. No one ever does that. It's always W-E-N-G-A-R-D. And that's, I'm like, dude, it's been that way since I was in kindergarten. It's so frustrating, too, because, like, 
Oh my goodness. Last year, John K couldn't pronounce my last name at first. He didn't know how to pronounce it. That was funny. Shout out, John. We did a baseball game together. I don't even remember what he said. But then we went to break. I was like, hey, John. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. But like, John, you're not alone. Everyone does it, man. I don't know what it is. Because like, I don't even think, I honestly think Warzeka or Benovich is a more complicated name than my last name is. Oh, yeah. Because I've never heard it, it either of those is. last names. But for so whatever reason, man. But, you know. All right, that's my rant for the day. We don't got to rant about the AP standings this week because, I mean, you know. Yeah, they're they're more they're kind of fair this week. They're they're yeah they're a little bit more. It's I'm cool Chris with for Newport and then everyone else gets two votes. Yeah, so. basically. Right. Uh, yeah, so hope and trying hopes number two, trying number three, Transylvania's number four. This is for women's basketball, yeah. by the way. So yeah, I mean, I guess I don't got to gripe about that. Um. We have to yeah. complain about something every week. Yeah, we got to find something to complain about. Um, I mean, what do you think? Is there anything to complain about right now? I don't really think so, honestly. No, I, think, I don't think so. I'm just excited. I'm excited for this weekend. Yep. Uh, lots of conference championship action. Speaking of conference championship, let's go through the men's bracket. Yep, we got to go through the men's. Well, let me, These are tougher. I know. These ones are going to be a, lo- a little bit more difficult. There's a ton of more parity. In the men's side yeah. and the women's side. Right. We talked about that just now. Oh, hold on. Let me pull up the bracket. I, I lost it. So I'll just go down the line as you pull it up. All right, here so, we go. Okay, you got it. Yep. So they're all going on Tuesday night. So for those of you listening to podcasts on Wednesday, it's already happened. Yeah. But you know, It's tonight we're recording it. It was yesterday for all of you. So I guess we'll find out if our predictions are right or wrong. Yeah, well, everyone will know right as soon as the episode goes out, and then they'll just tweet at us all yeah, day. Yeah, they'll be like, hey, guys. It's going to be great. They're going to think it's our recap. Be like, hey, guys, your recap was completely wrong. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Were you doing last year? Because yeah. I don't. Um, well, first game, Hope, Kalamazoo. Yep. Got to go with Hope. I think that's an easy yep. pick. Uh, Kalamazoo will give them a run for their money, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, this Kalamazoo team, I think they'll get bounced in the first round this year. I think next year they're a second-round team. And in two years, we could be talking about a conference championship team if everything goes well for them. Um, but yeah, so this is the start of a start of a new era for Kalamazoo. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll call it, but uh, I think Hope's going to take that one. I think that'll be a pretty easy one for Hope. I agree with you, but for those of you listening, do not be surprised if it's a closer game, or be surprised. Yeah, and then just everyone tweet at me saying you really thought that Kalamazoo <laughs> game was going to be that close. <laughs> I don't. Know, I think Kalamazoo. Has a chance to make it a pretty close game. I, I do too. I, I think, think it'll be like within. I, I think it could be within double digits, or within single digits. Sorry, <laughs> I was, sorry, I was sorry, gonna sorry, say. Uh, sorry, wow, me. you're yeah. going for. That's yeah, a bold I mean, statement. Yeah, bold statement. Hope will not win by a hundred. I was because I was. I know we didn't do score predictions, but I was gonna say Kalamazoo loses by I would say ten or twelve. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot closer than on paper than it looks like on paper. Mm-hmm. Um. Plus, well, like at the same time, Hope has Evan Thomas, who has won yeah. five MIAA. Stupid goods. I mean, yeah, like you said before, there's a lot more parity. This isn't like this is not this game is not going to be the same as if it were women Hope versus Kalamazoo. Oh so this one will be a lot closer. Yeah. I think all of the games in this tournament will be a lot closer. Yeah, uh, than the women's tournament just because the way the the teams are and stuff like that. So we got Hope being Kal- uh, Kalamazoo. So next up is Albion and Olivet. This one's I, a tough one. I I like Albion for this one. I like Albion too. Um, I 
apparently, according to all vet fans, I don't know that much about all vet because one of their better players was injured going up against trying. That's why they mm. lost by so much, even though Brett Cox was out of that game also. Yeah. So what do I know? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Albion, Cortez Garland, MJ Barnes, uh, Justin Maccabee, mm. enough said. I mean, this was a team that made it to the conference championship last year. Yeah. Um, so they've been here before. They've been in the tournament before. Uh, before. They've won in the tournament before. Yeah, um, I mean, all of that, I mean, you have Derek Johnson, Eddie Thigpen. Mm. Kind of stops after that unless you want to – no, wait, Voss is on the women's team. Never mind. Yeah. You kind of stop after that. But, I mean, uh, obviously anything can happen. I think this will be a really close game. Oh, yeah, it will all be close, but yeah. I just think – the amount of experience Albion has, as you said, they were in mm. it last year. They, when it comes to this time of the year, there's a lot of chips on people's shoulders. Yeah, yeah. And right. if you would want to go into last year, Albion had a t- has a ton because try and cut down the nets against them for the mm. last game of the regular season for the MIAA championship. Cut down nets in the MTI center against them in the conference in the championship. championship yeah, just got blown out. By trying and still making their way through the tournament, mm. they're gonna come out for blood, and they're gonna really hope they're gonna be rooting for trying to make it. Yeah, they. I think yeah, this is a case where Albion is gonna want trying to make it to that conference championship, so they yeah. get a, a rematch. Um, and honestly, I think they could do it. Mm-hmm. I think Albion could upset Hope. I, I think they definitely could. I do I think so too? I think so. That that second round matchup, if all goes according to Drew and I, Hope and Albion will play on the twenty fifth. And be on the watch out for, or be on the lookout for Albion upsetting Hope, possible upset there, four over one seed. That would be really cool to see because, yeah. like, you know, I'd love to see Hope lose. So, <laughs> you know, I swear it's like Hope to me, Hope and Adrian are like, it's like Michigan. Like, I don't care who Michigan's playing as long as they lose type thing. You okay, know? yeah, I'm with you there. I don't care who Hope and Adrian are playing as long as they lose. I'm cool. Oh, by the way, I thought of a – um rivalry for the women's side of hope and trying and i think it makes perfect sense mm. it's yukon tennessee yukon tennessee what about it's the d3 version of that rivalry i mean except that the colors are kind of flipped because tennessee <laughs> yeah. is orange right and then it's the same color scheme but i mean hope is way more dominant like yukon is yeah I mean, obviously, anytime you compare Hope to a team, it's going to be UConn. We, yeah. I think everyone compares Hope to UConn just because of how dominant both these teams have been. It's it's Hope. It's um, sorry. It's UConn, Tennessee. If they played three times a year, yeah. Even, I, Imagine dude. if UConn, Tennessee were in the same conference back when Pat Summit was still coaching. Dude, I'm thinking like even like more recently, you have like there's really no rivalry that's quite like this one where no. not only like you obviously like. For example, like Michigan, Ohio State, every now and then both of them will be ranked pretty high, and yeah. then that'll be like a great game. But the last two years, it's been every single time Hope and Trying to play, they've been ranked in the top 10. Mm-hmm. And so it has national implications every single time. They play three times a year. We'll call it three times a year. They play twice in the regular season, and yeah. then most likely a third time in the postseason. Maybe even a fourth time. Who knows? We might Who see knows? them play again in the national tournament. I mean, this has got to be the top rivalry in women's college basketball for D3. I yeah. think it has to be. I don't think – I don't – obviously, I'm not as well-versed in all the rivalries in D3. There's a lot of teams out there, but I just think – I know Hope Calvin is a big one, mm-hmm. but, I mean, they've been in the conference way longer than yeah. we have, so it makes sense. I mean, I can't think of any other rivalries 
in at any level in college sports where trying and hope are number one, number two in the conference. They're in the top three in the country. Yeah. Like, I don't know where else you get. I mean, I'm just, I am so excited for uh, hopefully another try and, uh, try and hope rematch. I mean, if it doesn't happen because hope loses, I'm not going to be upset. Yeah. But I would love to see it. Yeah. I would love to see it. We would all know it's like, man, we're kind of missing out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, anyway, so our next game here at Trine. Yep. Trine and Adrian. Adrian. Andy Brown and I will be on the call. Yes, sir. And Dizzle. You're all listening to this on Wednesday, most likely. Yeah. But um, I'm Brian, you have a prediction, but I will say this about Trine Adrian. We talked about this last week. You play someone twice and they beat you twice. A lot Mm -hmm. of times you're they're gonna punch you in the gut in that third game. And you might win. I'm, I gave the example Purdue Ohio State last year. Mm-hmm. Purdue whooped two different two times in a row, and then Ohio State beats us in the Big Ten championship. Yeah, I mean you hear well Big Ten tournament, and then they both get bounced in the first round of tournament. Yeah. So it didn't matter. It didn't the matter end. in the end. But, but uh, I mean, and also with Adrian, try and beat them on Senior Day. Yeah, last game of the season. Yeah, last very game last game. game, and it was also three days ago. Yeah, so so huge implications fresh. coming into this. Adrian's going to come out swinging as hard as I can. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially because it's here at Trine. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. I think, I mean, every coach will say it. Everyone will always say it. It's tough to beat a team three times in a season. It's hard to beat a team twice in a season. Yeah. Um, But Trine does have an advantage. It's at the MTI Center. Um, And they've shown that they can take care of business on the road. So they'll just have to make sure that they take care of business at home. Um. Yeah, we're not going to give a prediction on this one because, like, again, like we said, we're not trying to jinx it. Nope, not happening. But uh, I'm, I'm excited for that game. That'll be a good one. And, of course, it's a rivalry game. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a little bit extra emotion there in the game. I think it'll be a pretty scrappy game, honestly. It's going to be a good game. I hope the refs let them play. Yeah, I don't want, I don't like, want it to go too calls. far. Yeah. But, God, it's just conference play. You need to let that mm-hmm. happen, like how Big Ten refs don't at all. Yeah. <laughs> You just, yeah, as long as you're not tic-tac calls and they get out there and they play, um, I mean, that'll be an exciting one. The MTI Center will be packed up tonight, so I'm hyped for that. I think I'm going to have to go to the game. Slide out here. Yeah, so um, just going to be a good one. Can't wait to see that happen. And then uh, we're going to go Calvin Alma. I mean, really. You know, I don't... (laughs) See, here's the thing. Alma has shown that they can beat top teams in this conference. They did it to Trine. Yep. Um, and who knows if Calvin, like, you know, that also that Alma game was here at the MTI Center. So mm-hmm. if Calvin comes in a little lackadaisical and stuff, you know, like expecting to win, Alma could definitely pull it out. Yeah. I'm not going to predict an Alma upset just because I think Calvin will come very prepared. Um, but I think Calvin will win. But yeah. this is one game where I could see there being a huge upset. Like if there's if any of these games are gonna end in an upset, I think other than like Alvin Albion because that's such like a close seed, it's four and it's, five. I wouldn't even call it an upset at that point. Yeah, this is this is like the game where you can put Calvin on upset alert. I think yeah. I still think they have a great chance to win it. I also think that most likely they will. But Alma's just I don't know. I just can't rule Alma out. Like this, like with Hope and Kalamazoo, I'd be like, all right, Hope's gonna win that one. Yeah. But with this, with this game, I can't, I can't say the same. I can't say it as quickly. Like I think Alma does have a shot mm. to, um, uh, to pull it off. But I expect Calvin to win uh, and move on. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, it's gonna be closer 
than I think a lot of people think. But at the same time, it could also be a 20-point victory. Yeah, I feel like that's the way this game's going to go. It's going to be a very close game. Uh, if Alma wins, it's going to be a close game. Alma's not yeah. going to blow out Calvin. Uh, Alma might keep it a close game and still lose. Mm-hmm. So I, it'll either be super close or like a 35-point blowout, and I don't yeah. think there's really any in between. I don't think it'll be like a 12-point game. I think it'll be blowout or inside 10 points. Yeah, that's yeah. you're right on the money there. Um, yeah, that'll be a fun one. It's all going to be fun. And Let's go. Yeah, so they're going to be playing Tuesday, and then second round is Friday, and then championship Saturday. Going to be really good. Going to be a lot of games Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Last year it was flip-flop. Right, so I guess what we should have done for the men's side is made our second round predictions. Yeah. So I mean, that's all right. It's only two games. Screw it. Now you know. Now you guys can know if we uh, if we got it wrong, if we got it right. Who knows? No, Maybe we go. were a hundred percent. That would be pretty cool. That would be sick, actually. And then we have to go into national national tournament talk. Uh, <laughs> be on the lookout for Ben Wingard. Perfect bracket uh, this year for March Madness. Um, I'm calling it now. Perfect bracket. Um, Put my house down on it. Oh, okay. It's not my house; it's my dad's house. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's all. That's all I got. I'm just. I'm excited for this week. Lots of stuff going down. Yeah. So gonna be a lot of fun. Be on the lookout for the track and field team here. Yep. Uh, not guaranteeing anything because nothing's guaranteed. But you know, men, men's track and field going for a three peat in indoor. Uh, women. Going for, I believe this would be a repeat. I think they won indoor last year. Might have to check that. They might have come close. This women's team, they have right now, according to Tifers, like this online, uh, like track and field, like you can like log in all the data and stuff, and it'll like give you like places and scoring and yeah. stuff for me. Uh, right now, according to Tifers, uh, both teams are projected to win. Obviously, that's just a projection mm-hmm. based on uh, numbers. So anything could happen. Still got to show up. Yeah, still got to show up, still got to compete, still got to do what Trine does. But um, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Uh, lots of cool stuff going down. Might have three, four rings at the end of Saturday night. Campus might be absolutely just electric, yeah. buzzing. It's burning to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and then imagine our hockey team goes off and wins a uh, conference championship as well. Oh, man. That be nuts. Was, yeah. They've won in dramatic enough. Fashion. Yeah, the overtime Last comeback. Week. I mean, wow. Yeah, so um, with that, I believe that we are done for basketball. Yeah, I think so. I think I think that's everything. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see. I guess n- next week will be our recap. I guess we'll be looking back on what happened yep. for this week. So we'll find and out. we'll be talking national tournaments. That'll be national tournament talk next yep. week. So that'll be a lot of fun. And just... Gonna be an exciting time here. Spring sports are starting up. Everything. Yes, sir. Baseball, softball, track and field. Uh, what else we got? Lacrosse. Lacrosse. Yep. Uh, rugby. Is rugby starting this year? I don't think they're starting. I think it's starting in the fall. Okay. Okay. I don't know when they play rugby. I don't know like what kind of sport that is. Uh, you and me both, dude. Beats me. But yeah, rugby. I'm excited. Oh, also shout out Tim Tebow. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> shout out Tim Tebow. Um, for those of you who don't know, yeah. For those of you who don't know, Tim Tebow on the commencement speech. So I might have to graduate early so I can say Tim Tebow gave my commencement speech <laughs> at graduation. Get my uh, associate's degree and peace out of here. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thank you for having me.
big thank you to Ben for coming in. As always, a pleasure. Always good to talk basketball with him. So exciting. This week is just going to be amazing. And, and we just cannot wait for this week to get going. Tournament starts tonight, and then we're going to be going for a little bit into uh, this week. Just going to be doing a lot of sports. going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, that'll be it for this week. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to follow everyone on Twitter, at StormCenterPod, at Trine Broadcast. I am at DEverhard00, and Ben is at Ben Wangard. Uh, just want to thank you guys for listening. A lot of stuff going on this week. Be sure to tune in on Trine Broadcasting Network. This is Storm Center. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.